I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. On today's podcast, we talk to Alyssa Fletchinger-Higgins, the Vice President at Plush Appeal, a New Orleans company that creates thousands of custom products for Mardi Gras organizations, businesses, and individuals in New Orleans and beyond. Like many businesses, Plush Appeal has had to adapt to the COVID-19 pandemic. Welcome to the program, Alyssa Fletchinger. Thank you so much for having me. Can you explain Plush Appeal a little bit? Just talk about what you guys do here in New Orleans each year. and then. So we do, um, we sell uh, stuffed toys that go in claw machines um, all over the country, Canada, the Caribbean, parts of South America, and those are all shipped out from here. So we make mixes that go into the crane machines and we sell to some of them. You call it mixes? Yeah, uh, yeah, like we actually the industry term is called prepacks. Okay, um, and so they're they're packaged here, and um, what does that mean? They have it? a so they have a variety of different items. Oh. So it's a it's it's different stuff toys. So when my dad started the business, um, and thirty years ago now, when he started, if you bought stuff to go in a crane machine, it would be all a brown bear. So you would order uh, it and okay. they'd, they'd send you a case of a brown okay. bear. So what we do is we do a mix um, of stuffed toys that goes into crane machines. So it's easier for the operators to be able to just to sh- just fill the crane machine and have different pieces because obviously if you win a brown bear, <laughs> you don't want to play for another brand fair, <laughs> okay. you know, for most people. So it keeps people interested and it keeps it keeps them. And that was you guys that sort of started that figure that whole idea. And so the point is, it, it, it's you get someone gets a box and, and you just dump it into the machine. And so now it, it's a mix. Yeah. So it's a mix of different stuffed animals. So huh. instead of when you go to those machines, instead of it being all one thing, you get to see all of the different. So there might be, you know, an owl, a monkey, a dog, you know. It, it seems amazing that that would have to have been innovated. Yeah, you think that somebody well, would have thought of that? It was it, my dad was actually working in in, in um, on the other side in the crane machine side of things, and um, and he was trying to talk, talk some of these bigger companies into doing it, and none of them wanted to do it. They were like, "It's too much hassle," huh. um, and so, so so it was born out of that. Well, I'm thinking of Toy Story and the first Toy Story when they get into that thing, it's all the little aliens. So. Yeah. If he, if the innovation had already occurred by then, then it would have been a bunch of different animals helping. Right. Them. Exactly. The plot would have been totally different. <laughs> but but so. So that's how we started. So we do that unrelated to Mardi Gras. Unrelated to Mardi Gras. So that is that is something that we do, and so and we do different mixes for different prepacks for different times of the year. Right. So we have you know a St. Patrick's Day, and we do. Um, we had done Valentine's, and we were rolling into spring and Easter, and then. Um, and then patriotic, you know, and so like we do a Halloween line, a Christmas line. So these things happen all year long and all over the country. So it's not just New Orleans. Um, obviously, we're based here and this is our, you know, our home. Um, we have a retail store across the street and um, we work with a lot of the different Mardi Gras organizations on their custom and specialty throws. Um, but we do small events, too. 
like weddings and birthdays and and things like that we'll do custom products cups and koozies and napkins and and different things for you know those types of events beads and um so that you know we had weddings planned that were happening and 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 all of this when all of this started can you clarify like what percentage wise how much of y'all's time effort of your business is for mardi gras versus the original business of the of the claw throws versus all the like parties events and weddings and things so um mardi gras a big a big portion of our business but i mean what we do i mean year round it's consistent you know like consistent consistent that we're doing these other things for for the stuffed toys on this side and for like party supplies. I mean, the retail store really, you know, we're still open year round. So, I mean, we we get traffic for people doing parties and different events that they've got going on, anniversaries, dinner, I mean, dinners and things like that. That's become, you know, big thing, being able to decorate tables more um, with more flair and more fun stuff. So it's definitely been a step back and taking a look at, where where we're generating things and what's happening but it's affected a lot of different things for us whereas usually if one thing doesn't happen you know you can rely on other things but for this it's been across the board because people aren't going to amusement parks and family entertainment centers <laughs> right now and so that was all shut down the store we, our retail store was shut down obviously and um and so i think and then the Mardi Gras side, there was a lot of uncertainty trying to figure out what, what where we were going to be. Um, and especially in the very beginning, that added an extra challenge because usually we're very, I mean, we have we have crews that launch their product lines in the beginning of April for the, whole, the following year. What do you mean they launch them? They so that they'll they'll show their um, their riders the different products and stuff. So they okay. start like their twenty twenty one season will start with showing like they might say hey rich you know like here you know he they'll send you an email and show you like the new products that they're gonna have. They're like selling it to their own or members. Uh huh. And so for people to be able to you know afford it and. Um, does the leadership of the crew uh, design stuff with you guys every year and then? You make prototypes and then they then they sell it to their people. How does that work? So for so like for an organization that we're dealing with, typically we'll meet and we'll go over and um, and either they have graphic designers who work on stuff or we work on stuff with different artists and designers that we deal with that will develop you know what it's going to look like. So we go back and forth a lot so <laughs> to design it. And when is it happening count in the calendar? So that start I mean that some of that starts before Mardi Gras is over from the fall the year before. So before Mardi Gras 2020 happened, we had already started working on design and development for for products for the following year. Because it takes a while to get stuff exactly how you like it, right. you know, and even for, you know, par- even party planning and things like that, it takes a while going back and forth especially if you have a vision of what you want to see something end up at. at the end and um, being able to one make it cost effective and then to be able to produce it for the organization um, uh, and make sure the artwork is exactly the pink comes out the the right shade or you know the red is the right shade the blue is the right shade you know there's a lot of back and forth of all of that 
you'd be, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Right, because then they have to actually make it and send it. And so then we yeah we'll make samples, and then those sam we go back and forth when we finally you know decide and narrow stuff down, and then it'll be we'll make a sample, and the sample will be sent, and then that'll be approved, and then we'll go to mass production on it. Yeah, I can see. It sounds like it would take seasons and. It's, you can see and, take and even once mass production starts, you know, for stuffed toys, it might be dyeing the materials, you know, sending the, the materials, having to cut the materials, and then people are actually sewing, you know, like the stuffed right. toy, and then and then that gets pushed on, and then quality control checks stuff, you know, before it goes out to make sure that it's stuffed enough, it you know, everything lines up, and right. it looks exactly how it was supposed to. So then you get stuff kicked back from that because it didn't, it didn't look exactly or um, turn out exactly how it was supposed to or there was a defect in something, right. you know. So you mentioned that the, the crews, more than a year in advance, will be planning their, their, their Mardi Gras throws. And then you, you say they launch it. So that means that they... So then they'll introduce to their riders mm-hmm. or, and, um, and their members. They'll be able to see what throws, what new exciting stuff the organization has come up with for the following year. And they'll be able to purchase that or be able to look at that. So Yeah, so looking ahead, like what... What was the 2021 splashy new stuff going to be? Or is, what is it going to be? Um, we're, still, we're working on a lot of different designs. And um, obviously some of the, there's some things are, have taken precedence through this and maybe changed some of the throws and, and things that some of the organizations are dealing with. Obviously some satirical types of COVID-related oh um, products. Um, so that's been that's been funny. But definitely light-ups. I mean, then the number of different products that we're developing has just, that has been so remarkable to see how that's changed <laughs> over time. I mean, these organizations, you know, I mean, a hundred, you know, a hundred different products. I mean, first, you know, some of them, and some of them might be, you might buy for your own personal use, but other things that, you know, just as far as throws are concerned, there's just so many different types of products and working on so many different levels and different, you know, different type at like styles. And <laughs> so it's, it's evolving and it changes, you know, very quickly. Well, all all the beers drunk in my house right now have some cruise, you know, huggy on them. Uh, and there's just like a drawer full of it. Thank God. It was like Mardi Gras cups used to be the thing. And now I feel like huggies and all these other useful things. That's the best. Yeah. What's, and I think what? a lot of organizations, I mean, you know, they want to, they want to see that because you're still using those right. now. And, um, and so it's fun. And I think it's, it's fun for people to remember like, oh yeah, this was so, this night was so fun when I went to this parade and this is who I was with. And, right. and, you know, it's like, it's even when you travel places and you purchase something, you know, that you're going to use and keep in your house because it says the name of where, you know, where you've been. I mean, I think it's. It's fun for people to be able to associate that and bring back those good times. And good yeah, when you're drinking your Paradise Park and you see your muses, the rap or whatever. Like what's the industry term? Is it a huggy or a cozy? What do they call a it? A cozy. A cozy is what it started out. What? Now they call it cozy? That's the word? It was a, yeah, but I mean, some people call it can huggies and... I think we're a huggy household. Sort of like, it's like binkies and nunus, whatever. It's yeah, like, just, exactly. Depending on what you... I don't know if it's regional or if it's just by house. I think it's by house. <laughs>
I feel like I've taken a long way to get here, but I'm curious to know. So if this spring, this is when you ordinarily would be spending, what, weeks uh, traveling to different factories uh, on the other side of the world. Because of the pandemic, how is this season different? I think the uncertainty is left was was very challenging for, for people to kind of get through. And I think in the beginning, people were were very worried about what was going to happen. Um, I think... At this point, I think that there's still some concern about what we're going to see and how things are going to play out. And I think that that's everywhere we go right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think a lot of the organizations are planning and moving forward and taking the steps that they need to to move forward for this year, knowing that if there is a resurgence of this or it, it starts spreading, you know, that Mardi Gras might not happen. Um, but I think a lot of organizations are planning for it like it would, but there, there, is, there is this looming, you know, uncertainty that, okay. that it, could, it could possibly not. But the organizations are being smart about it with their plans because obviously it takes a while to produce all this stuff, right. to ship all of this stuff, to package all this stuff here, to load it on the floats once it gets here. So this is a, like, it's a very time-consuming um, Thing. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not as easy as saying like, hey, poof, we've decided on something and we need 10 million of them. Do you literally <laughs> make that many of things? There, <laughs> I don't even know the scale. What is the scale of, like of a, of a, like say a cruise, the, the thing they make the most of, what, how much do they make of it? Um, you know, I think you probably, for an organization, we can, ra- I mean, we range anything from, you know, 50 pieces of some things that, you know, that probably to, um, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Okay, so people aren't ordering millions of. No, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> not quite, not quite millions. But there's a lot of a lot of pieces that go into this. Um, but because there's so many different, I think maybe at you know one point in time, if you were getting a certain style of bead, maybe you were hitting something like that. Okay, so you you just described uh, the scenario of everyone planning like it's going to happen. Because I think because that they need to, but they're taking precautions. I mean, we're not a lot of organizations are not putting dates on things because if um, if it if Monte Gras were not to happen, then things would probably probably not for all organizations, but for for a large chunk of them be moved back. And so they would proceed the following year. But I mean, I think people are very I mean, I think people are very optimistic you know, as far as this is concerned, I think people are looking to get back to some sense of normalcy, or at least that's the feedback that we've been getting yeah. um, through this. You know? <laughs> well, that that seems like it, that doesn't seem like the worst scenario. Then for you, I was wondering if if everyone was just frozen and and not doing anything. They can, it's hard to be. Fr- I mean, <clears throat> and definitely some organizations, it's definitely. Um, taken its toll but there are so many things the organizations themselves have to do to prepare for this so you know these floats being painted and you know artists going back to work and things like that that's all stuff that takes time it's not like it gets done overnight so um the organizations a lot you know are having to make some tough decisions in very uncertain times and i think that that's been the challenge but i also think that the groups that are involved these they're they're leaders and um and the people that are captains of these organizations are, are good leaders and they're trying you know to make the best of a 
a bad situation, but and lead people into some sense of normalcy. So let's say best case scenario, the the, the major health concerns by next spring are have been assuaged and there's a vaccine or something and um, you know everything just goes on like normal. But if it doesn't, if we have to, let's say worst case scenario, Mardi Gras just doesn't happen. They don't parade. Uh, will will it be as simple as people just order their stuff without dates on it? It'll come here. Either you'll they'll pay for it. You guys have done fulfilled your order, and then you just store it for them. It, I mean, it's it's going to be challenging. There's there's I'm not trying to make light of that by right. any means because it is going to be challenging, and and the economic impact that you're talking about is is going to be huge um, for organizations, for companies like ours, for other companies, restaurants, hotels. I mean places in the, you know the French Quarter you know the organizations themselves um, being able to sustain a whole year with not having really any income because you know then there's questions raised like you know for for businesses like how do they how do they hold off a basically you know of a whole year just take a whole year and say okay this whole year is not gonna really happen and things are gonna be very flat so so i mean i I think that it's going to be very challenging and i think that it's it's going to require a lot of conversations about what's best i think that everybody wants to see everybody safe healthy and happy i mean i think that those are the you know the the big the big things at the end of the day um and i think that our all of the le- all of the leaders that you know we're talking about have a lot on their plate you know to making these decisions and trying to to decide what to do because expenses still happen your insurance company's not giving you a refund for all the money that you've spent you know oh yeah y'all didn't do anything we're going to cut you that money back i mean that's just not happening so um and that being said that that expands into other you know things obviously. So I think that it is going to, it could be very challenging. I think um, we're hopeful that we see Mardi Gras. I think a lot of people realize that it's probably going to be a little different than, um, than it normally is. But I think that people are, people are hopeful. I think just the way things that, from what we've seen with stuff starting to slowly move back, um, people seem very excited <laughs> to be getting back to just even little pieces of normalcy. I think people are very excited. Have you been hearing just through your calls and just your industry context, what what kind of solutions people are talking about for how to do a distant, a distant Mardi Gras? I think that, I think that it's going to definitely have um, some challenges. And I definitely <laughs> think, well, because, you know, social distancing for us is you know, very hard. I think that in other places, probably not as difficult. But for us, it's like, it's our innate reaction to give people a hug or a kiss on the cheek. It's just, it's what we've grown up with. It's what we're used to and what what our normal is. Um, I think that the mask thing has been um, more challenging here than it is in other countries because in other countries they're used to wearing masks if they're not feeling good right. or they're under the weather <laughs> here we're, you know it's just been different so I think that you know we're we're moving you know towards towards 
that and people are trying to embrace it and making you know like cuter design ones and you know so it doesn't have to be (laughs) just you know plain medical style fashion masks for the listener right now where there's a third person in the room wearing an lsu tigers mask but so you were saying new orleans is in the business of people being together and i think that that's going to be the challenge for mardi gras you know and seeing how that would play out how you would spread people out and how do you enforce it i mean you it's that becomes almost very difficult to enforce whereas i guess in because people aren't buying tickets so i guess then you know even with buying tickets what if you want to sit next to somebody else that's in the stadium i don't know like (laughs) how do you enforce um keeping people at a distance um i think some of it's going to fall on individuals to follow the rule you know the rules or whatever the guidelines that are being put forth by by the city at that point in time but i think that we've you know there's a lot that's still to come and we've got some time to be able to evaluate and be able to see some of those these measures that are being put into effect in other areas Mm -hmm. and then be able to say see and evaluate what's working and what's not and then i think that um it's going to be very important that we talk to you know businesses that are that are involved in tourism and stuff like that and kind of get a feel for how we're going to how we're going to get past this and move through this together right. with with the city and and be able to evaluate what's the best plan and then be able to ask people some of it's going to have to be on individuals hey please follow the following guidelines right. if you you know if you're going to be out and in attendance um but I think that we've got a little time, and luckily we have a little time to be able to evaluate what's working and what's not. So because New Orleans is in the business of hospitality, the most serious concern that I'm, that I'm picking up when I talk to people right now is that, you know, so it's this, our, our economy based on gatherings and, and you know, putting people together, that, that's the big challenge for us. But I'm noticing it's a, lot of the, a lot of what you guys do specifically in your, in your corner of this business is the same thing. Mardi Gras aside now, how is this affecting all your other elements of your business? Are people ordering themed party stuff right now or is it just on hold? It's been kind of interesting and like I guess business has kind of you know, taken, taken a turn um, with stuff like that. It's been really funny because um, I guess people are doing because people haven't been able to see anybody or or do stuff but they've been doing like birthday drop-offs so people have been putting like a little birthday like you know kit together with you know like a happy birthday tiara or some sunglasses or a hat and like dropping it to their friend's house to to be able to celebrate I mean um a birthday not together you know or on a zoom call that they could wear some of the paraphernalia that people that people um the people dropped off is a thought. I mean, we've had several friends who had big birthdays and things like that. So it's, you know, it's sad that you you can't celebrate or they had a big plan or a dinner or something planned. And, you know, we're doing things just differently. And uh, But that's great, though. So it, it, it didn't go away. It changed. It changed. And so that's been interesting to see. And, it, like, for a little while, everything was just, like, I don't think anybody really knew. So everything was just, like pause stopped nothing was going on um and we were still seeing some like orders but they 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 seemed to be um novelty-esque with 
kids being at home. I think it was more along the lines of what can we do? Like what's oh. an inex- inexpensive <laughs> thing that I can buy for my kids to keep them entertained for some period Throwing of time? Yeah. Um, so we were seeing some of that and actually our operations manager and I were kind of laughing about that because like you could tell that the orders that were coming in were, were very much uh, geared to how am I going to entertain my kids, you know, um, for some period of time. But um, but we've seen, but because people weren't able to do some of the things that they, they wanted to, or it was like a wedding date, you know, that somebody had planned. So they, you know, bought a wedding bead and, and did, a, you know, like did a little box and like dropped it off at, at someone's house, you know, for their, their wedding so that just to, I'm thinking about you, you know, wish we were here, right. <laughs> but obviously we're not and looking forward to celebrating you with you in, you know, during some period, you know, in the future. Um, because some of the, the brides and grooms that we've been dealing with, they've pushed things back. Um, and some, you know, I think they're, they're just looking forward to being able to do it at a later date. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely, it's different, right? I mean, everything that we're doing right now is just different than what we're used to. But right. I think that we're very good as a community at celebrating things and celebrating each other and bringing each other together and building each other up. And I think it's been very tough and it's been challenging. And, like, some of the people that typically are, you know, like – bouncing around and going to 50 different events and things like that. It's been very challenging on them to be like home and, and isolated. And so I think that, um, people are making the best of it really. I think that that just shows you like we're resilient. Like, yeah, it's your, it's your 40th birthday and we can't celebrate with you. But so instead we're dropping off, you know, a box of goodies, you know, in hopes that you have a, a good, a good birthday or a good, anniversary or wedding or you know just coming back kind of back around to this the seasonal thing you you would have right after the parades like after St. Patrick's Day usually you go on this four to eight week venture and you tour the factories to so are you going this year at all so um there's some concerns about the travel whether or not that anything will be safe enough to be able to go but before the end of this year so i mean we're i mean we're we're trying to make the most of it and if we are able to we will if not we're you know we're we're already like we're planning like we can't just in case if we can then it's easier to be yeah what what is it what's the main reason it helps to get over there um we really like to you know be be able to like go through and be able to look at everything and see and and spend time with you know the people that we're we're actually working with we communicate with them a ton obviously going back and forth with designs and things like that but just to be able to like lay out things and go review our production line be able to come up with you know the dates and the times when like things are going to happen be able to review things that might have happened this past year so it's just been different because we've been doing a lot of that via the phone which is which is fine and they're video calls so you can feel like you're there and we're like walking around factories on video calls, but you know, it's, it's not the same as putting your feet on the ground. So. Okay. So just last thought, um, 
just what, what, what's your thought about just the resilience of, of New Orleanians and Mardi Gras in general? You know, we're in this weird moment right now. What's your thought for where we're going to be in a few years? I mean, I think that, I think that New Orleanians are definitely very resilient. And I think that we're used to being able to like face obstacles and, and be able to find ways to get around them and celebrate having succeeded getting around those obstacles. And so I think that, um, I think that although different, you know, I think that, you know, the future is going to be different and it's going to be different for a little, a little while for sure. I think that, um, I think that just like even in the being able to do birthdays and in these different new ways, I think that it goes to show you that we're still looking to be able to celebrate achievements and things that happen and milestones in our lives with, you know, even though it's not at a distance, but with friends and family. And I think that that's, you know, I think that it goes to show you the, the nature of like, how we get behind something and we can stand behind something and support it and like to really like to take things um and celebrate um you know even even with some of the the memorials that we've seen and and things like that um I think that have happened because you know people have lost their lives to this it's been amazing to see how how people have turned them into to a real celebration of the life that was you know that was had and i think that it goes that's just i think that's kind of innate here like it's just it's born in you and i think that that's what draws people to it is being able to like celebrate these things that's awesome thank you so much for being on our podcast <laughs> no problem thanks for having me